Hello, Corky Crime Sisters here. Hello. So our show contains graphic content, so please, listeners, be advised. where two sisters actually like to hang out with each other, <laughs> talk about some true crime, and uh, have an adult beverage or two. Or three while doing it. And uh, so here we go. Um, that's Taylor. And that's Nikki. Um, and I have to tell you guys two things. Number one is we're actually recording two episodes this week, um, and I am, it's been hard for me. <laughs> yeah. It's been real hard for me. Um, but uh, anyway, so we... Oh, I have a corkscrew. You have a corkscrew. What's your corkscrew? Okay, so I was driving the other day with my darling husband, (laughs) (laughs) and this motorcyclist passes us, and at like a quick glance, it literally looks like he's just jamming out down the road with a gun in his hand. No! (laughs) It turns out that actually what his gun is, is a holder for his phone. That his phone is in. Okay. But as he's driving by, and before we realize this, my husband goes, oh my God, I thought I was about to witness a real live podcast. (laughs) This coming from a man who doesn't listen to podcasts. He wouldn't even know about podcasts if it wasn't for the fact that we're doing Doing one. So um, I just had to give him a little bit of love this week because I thought that that was absolutely hilarious. That's awesome. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, what are we drinking this week, Tay? Um, first I have a comment just about the fact that when we say each other's names, you guys don't know this yet, (laughs) but I have never called Nikki, Nikki in her entire goddamn life. And so I'm really struggling every intro to be like, that's Nikki, because my entire life I've always called her Nene. (laughs) Always. Like, I couldn't say Nicole when I was younger. So, like, this throws me off every week. So if I slip up eventually, you'll know why. You'll know why. And if I call her Bean... Then yeah. you'll know why as well, because Ooh. that is her nickname that I gave her. It's so. not racist, I swear. It's not. It was like Tabine, yeah. like... Yeah, it just... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, though, we are drinking... Um, what is this? Smirnoff Spiked Sparkling Seltzer Water. Ooh. We... I had the... I've already been drinking, so I had the berry lemonade flavor. She's gonna crack a fresh cranberry lime open mm-hmm. here. Yeah, let's, uh... So we we went and saw one of our favorite people today, and she was telling us how we need to stop uh, drinking alcohol or, you know, like tone it down a little um, because, like, it has a ton of sugar and it turns right into, like, fat and stuff. (laughs) So we actually picked these this week because they supposedly have no sugar. So here's to a potentially no hangover. Woo! Um, Are we ready? Yes, we are. Oh, that went everywhere. It all over me. I was kind of hot. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Yamas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So another little quick note to bear with us while we figure out our audio quality and audio, like how loud things need to be, how close they need to be. We're actually every week we get a little better. Like we started out just recording on the on my mac like without any microphones now we've got two microphones going and like 
trying to be official. And and we got a new couch, so yeah. the Quirky Cave has like gotten a remodel and uh, an upgrade. And yes. we're real excited about it. So, <laughs> so just give us time. <laughs> Let us know if you notice anything that's too loud, too quiet in some points. I want to make it better, but we're still amateurs as shit. We're so, trying, though. We, we, we trying. trying. We like doing it. <laughs> All right. So... Who goes first this week? I do. You do? Shit, I was already. You were already. <laughs> I know. I know. You went first last week, though. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, so. I'm not used to. I know. I keep hitting it, too. It's okay. Right. They're going to be like, yeah, I noticed something. Whatever that fucking hitting noise is you keep doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So we decided to have a little bit of a break from what last week was, since it was a little gruesome. <laughs> Got a little gory. So. We did some heists this week. Heists. Heist. Hymen. Um, heists. And we thought that would be really fun off the bat this week. So I go first this week, and I'm going to do the Great Train Robbery. Ooh. Is what? Oh, my God. See, I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it. Okay. <laughs> no, me too. And then I've got... It's fine. Let's go. So this is going to be... <laughs> this case is interesting. It's just funky. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, honestly not this year things like long ago like not even long ago this is 1963 but it just astounds me how far we've come like police law enforcement wise (laughs) right so the great train robbery takes place in 1963 um i haven't read this story since i wrote it on an overnight like a week and a half ago so this is going to be new for me too um a gang of people planning to intercept and rob a mail train going from glasgow to london um, Patrick McKenna, who was a postal worker, had insider knowledge about this train, its belongings, and its route. Mm. Um, because this is a postal train. So it inside is literally... Job. It's a fucking inside job. Literally. <laughs> because he's literally... Like, they're trying to steal stuff on this train that's a postal train. Um, McKenna was introduced to two of the people who would carry out the raid by another person wanting in. So you have Gordy... Gordon Goody. <laughs> Gordy. We're calling him Gordy. Gordy. This is Gordy. <laughs> Gordy. And Buster Edwards. Ooh, Buster. I know. I was like, oh, why didn't that come back? I still like that. <laughs> yeah, right? Buster. That, like, actually doesn't need to make a comeback. No. Like, it's like Buster Nut. Buster Nut. <laughs> Buster Nut. Buster Nut. <laughs> I'm Buster Nut. Hey, Buster. Buster Nut. <laughs> it's really weird to hear yourself now because I can just be like, wow, I say things funky. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, McKenna's name was actually, so Patrick McKenna was a secret and actually known to the robbers as the Ulster Man. Um, his identity actually hadn't been found out from law enforcement until 2014. Ooh. I know, right? I think that's insane. He, like, he was an elusive creature. He was a very elusive creature. Elusive. Um, another key player in this was Bruce Reynolds, who became the mastermind behind this operation. Uh, and there were a bunch more men to the gang, of course. Those were just, like, the important people that, like, started getting it going and together. That's always the case. No matter what gang you join, you think you're going to be the important person, but... Never. Never. Just this one guy. Just the one guy that starts it all. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer, right? <laughs> I'm never that guy. They're like, you're a hot mess. Be in the background, please. <laughs> right? They're like, eh, we guess we'll let you join. <laughs> There's actually a guy at the end of this that'll definitely be like me if I ever joined a bank robbery, so nice. I'll have to tell oh, you. okay. So, um, this took obviously many, many months to 
put together by the core team. And all of these people were very successful in the criminal underworld, but had little experience robbing trains. They were like, let's just take up a new hobby together. It's going to be fine, I swear. (laughs) We're good at everything else. Why not add robbing trains to our resume? I get it. It's got to be fine. You know, expand your repertoire. Repertoire. Wait. Repertoire. Repertoire. Yeah. I was actually going with, so, like, when you decide to start, you know, being a part of a new gang, like, do you have to give them your resume? Like, I've done this, this, and this. It must, it has to be something, right? You know, when, like, you're an actor and you list all of your skills. (laughs) (laughs) It's gotta be something. Um, so, in order to be better at robbing trains, they enlisted the help of the South Coast Riders, which was a gang from London, and have very specific knowledge on how to derail trains. Like, this was their thing their jam their jam so they decided to like go up together they are the train jammers train jammers Um, the final group ended up being about 16 men strong and at like (laughs) 16 men strong sorry it's like arm and hammer um there's safety in numbers um and at 1850 and i put i think in quotes i'm trying to put what the fuck but i put wwtf what the what the fuck? What the what the fuck? <laughs> what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> if you haven't heard the song "What the Fuck," you need to. It's, it's I don't even know what it's actually called. <laughs> I actually don't know if that's what it's called either. But it was a song I heard in Mexico in a club a long time ago, and I came back to the U.S. when Taylor was still like a child and showed it to her because you know I'm a responsible older sister, <laughs> and now like we always sing it anyway. I'm not. I, I'm. You're leaving out details to this story. What? What are the details? Was it like they're a stripper humping somebody while the song was going, what the fuck? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay, yes. That'll be for another, that, that's another story. No, later date. <laughs> trying to keep you honest. <laughs> I forgot about it, actually. <laughs> I wasn't trying to lie to the people. <laughs> okay, so this train, 1850 on Wednesday, August 1963, the train set off from Glasgow. It was uh, scheduled to arrive at 3.59 the following evening. The train consisted of 12 carriages and 72 post office staff who were just sorting mail the whole time, which is where this supposed insider would have been. Um, and then they would actually kind of like, it was really cool. So they had like this really sophisticated system. There was like a sack on an elevated hook that they would just like teleport mail back and forth that way they didn't actually have to make stops as they were like sorting mail and dropping it off and picking it up it was really interesting yeah oops whoa i know i know and the carriage behind the engine was known as the hvp or the high value packages coach hpv hvp (laughs) are we talking it's not the same thing it's a dirty train train. i'm wordy it's a dirty birdie So on this day, there was a particularly high amount of money between 2.5 and 3 million euros. Okay. This particular train did not have any alarms or preventative measures as it was a backup carriage and not one of the ones equipped for this because all the typical ones were out of service. So like this was just like, you're goddamn lucky. Like you just, yeah. <laughs> like this just but really. The, but the guy knew, obviously. He knew so this. like now's the time. This is the train you're going to get. Uh, just after three on August 8th, the train was stopped at a red signal light. The signal had been tampered with by the robbers, obviously. And they had covered the green line and hooked up a battery for it to show red. So one of the workers, knowing that this was an unusual red light, climbed down to call a signal man. Upon getting down, he realized the cables to the light had been cut. 
I know. He's like, this is suspicious. Hmm. As he, like, rubs his, his little fake mustache. <laughs> Reminds me of that skit I showed you of John Mulaney when he's like, hmm, gross. Now back to my hunch. <laughs> so, do-do-do-do-do, where am I? Realizing that the cables had been cut, he ended up heading back to the train where he was overpowered by one of the robbers. At this point, robbers basically just, like, I'm imagining this, like, straight up, like, zombie style. The train is just, like, engulfed with robbers now. Just, like, taken over. Okay, okay. Um, Both sides just flooding it. Um, Especially in the engine cabin. The driver was struck with a metal club and rendered unconscious. That sucks. Yeah. The next step was to move the train about a half mile down the way to unload at Bredego Bridge. One of the robbers had spent many months befriending railway personnel and familiarizing himself with the layout. So here's the bridge. I'm going to show it to you. I'm so sorry. I keep hearing a boom in my... What is happening? Because you're probably hitting it. I'm so sorry. But I'm trying not... I don't know where I'm hitting it. You're, are you hitting the table? Or I setting down know. your drink? I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, look, I... Just keep going. I'm sorry. Technical difficulties. <laughs> so here's the bridge. That's old days. That's now. Okay. All right. It has like a little, you know, opening there. It's gotten better. Yeah. It's gotten a little better. Um, the train driver they actually hired had zero experience with newer trains. Um, that's, yeah, that's good. They <laughs> obviously didn't check his resume. So this would be like me of robber time. When they realized this, they just kind of like were like literally threw the guy off the train and we're like, Go down to the trucks that are going to pick up what we send to you. Like, you need to be on the back of this operation because you fucked up. Like, we didn't know this about you. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> so that would have been me. Um, once they got to the beginning, they began raiding the high-value packages. And the resistance from the personnel, like the postal workers, were futile. And they had no defenses and no official security. Which is really unfortunate considering how much money was on that thing. Uh, yeah, somebody failed miserably there. Yeah. You would think if your guys are going to have, like, that kind of cargo they would know how to like protect themselves in some way right right so basically they made everyone lie down handcuffed them they couldn't go anywhere um the robbers were able to transfer about 128 of 136 sacks which they did by forming a human train which took about 15 to 20 minutes the whole robbery only took 30 minutes and they got away in two land rovers with the same license plate to throw people off their tracks um I guess would have been around in the 60s. Yeah. Just like really old ones. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. You're saying this is in the 60s and for some reason in my head I'm straight picturing like the 20s. <laughs> I need to like fast forward a little bit. That's how it's <laughs> written though. Like that's how they, I don't know why that, it makes, I think the same thing. Okay. Um, They made their getaway by taking smaller side roads and listening to the radio. And they ended up at a, it's called Leather Slade Farm about an hour away. This was a rundown farm they bought two months ago to use as a hideout. Nice. <laughs> Back at the farm, they divided up the money, which came to about 150000 each or $2.65 million to date. I would take either of those. I know. I know. <laughs> While listening to the radios, they learned that the police would quickly go find the farm much sooner than anticipated, so they had to go quick. The idea was to clean up the farm and set fire to it after the robbers left. The man they hired to do this failed to do so, and... By that time, they figured it out. Police had already found the hideout. <laughs> what was this guy doing? He had one fucking job. <laughs> I, I know. I know. It's not... One job. He had one job, sir. I know. 
Following up a tip from a herdsman adjacent to the farm on August 13th, the police went to investigate. There they found the truck used, which they had, like, painted yellow in an effort to disguise it. So they just, like, spray-painted the Land Rover's yellow. And we're like, this is fine. It's going to be fine. Nice. This is the way you get away with things. It's fine. Um, They also found a large amount of food and bedding that had been used. And although the farm that had been cleaned up for fingerprints, a few things were overlooked. And this is my favorite part of the whole case and the only reason I chose it. It's a little dry up until now. So they found a ketchup bottle, which is no big deal. And they found fingerprints on a Monopoly board game they had played after the robbery using all the real money that they got. (laughs) So it's like the equivalent of rolling in your winnings, but just like playing Monopoly. Exactly. No, for sure. They're like, oh, yeah, 100,000 for boardwalk. Here you go. Yeah, literally. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like picturing all of them in this like little farm hut and they're like all just like chilling, playing Monopoly, having a good time. Oh, my God. So I know. Okay. So, um, and it did not take long for the the robbers to be apprehended, honestly. And, like, once one was apprehended, it was just, like, one after the other after the other. Right, it's a domino effect. After that, they all give each other up. So, January 20th, 1964, the trial lasted 51 days, had 613 exhibits, and 240 witnesses. Holy shenikes. I know. Um... One defense attorney argued that his defendant had played that Monopoly game earlier in the year that it had nothing to do with the crime, which is like, where'd you get all this money then? <laughs> yes, I regularly play Monopoly with hundreds of thousands, actually, no, sorry, millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, it's just normal. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on April 15th, 1964, the judge passed down 30 years for seven of the robbers. Ooh, were those the core guys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was quoted as saying a crime of sordid violence inspired by vast greed. Um, the severity of the crime was apparently very surprising back then. Don't know why. (laughs) Don't know why. Neil? Okay. I love this part too. (laughs) In the years following, once everyone kind of like got out of jail, um, the gang only came together for the funerals of the fellow gang members. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) At least they were loyal for that, right? Like, Like, (laughs) oh my god. I love it. They, like, get together just to, like, go hang out at each other's funerals. It's so great to me. (laughs) Hey, I mean, we shouldn't laugh. That's eventually what's in our future, right? Like, when all your friends, you get so old that everybody starts to die. and Yeah, but they, like, just committed a crime together. It's not like they were best friends. Like, they just came together. (laughs) So it's like... That is not true, Taylor. In a gang, they're your family. Oh, shut up. I can't. (laughs) Well, you... Oh, yeah, you probably hear that. I hear that constantly (laughs) at work, and I'm like... Yeah, is that your family? Great. I don't want to be a part of it. I'm so great. good. <laughs> um, and basically, much of the money was never recovered. Nice. Even though they, like, apprehended everyone. I don't know where the fuck it went, but it was just gone. They were fucking buying Boardwalk in Park Place. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a picture before they all died. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> look at them. They all look like... Oh, my God. Remember, like, our great-grandpa... Monopoly nights. I was just gonna say, like, that straight looks like Grandpa Joe. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so, our great grandpa, very old school, um, he has since passed, um, but he used to get together with his guy friends and play like poker and stuff. Oh like, my god, once a week or whatever. So, um, these guys straight look like them. Even into like his super old age, they'd like order a subway, like those really long subways, and cut it up and like go hang out. <laughs> yeah. It was great. So Dang it, I oh. keep hitting. I, I know, oh, it's Paisley. I know. Oh, is it Paisley? Yeah, she oh. hit it. 
So that's the great train robbery. Oh, good job. I like it. It was just a lot more toned down from last week. Okay, so so is mine. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Well, I think heists are more toned down in general. Oh, thank God. Last I, week about did me in. <laughs> <laughs> before we started recording she's like i'm turning this off right now (laughs) oh my god (laughs) apparently i'm not tech savvy at all people at all okay that's beautiful so um my heist this week is going to be the graph diamond robbery so you know me and i love the shinies and so if i was doing a heist it had to okay we're back from an intermission we're here okay so this week my case is on the graph diamond robbery beautiful yes love again love those shinies um so on august 6 2009 at about 4 40 p.m two sharply dressed men arrived at the graph diamonds jewelry store in new bond street london Ooh, london I, baby i like london crimes i think they're fun london la, 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 la. Um, the two men entered the store and once inside they pulled out handguns Surprise. Surprise. Yeah, I'm not that shocked. Um, they made no attempt to conceal their faces from the cameras as the two men were in elaborate disguises. Ooh, what does that even mean? Oh, it means it was <laughs> later found out that the two men had used professional makeup artists to alter their skin tones and their features using latex, prosthetics, and professional wigs. Oh my gosh. Right? Oh, like, that's like very elaborate. They were committed <laughs> to this shit. Okay. Um, the artist had taken four hours oh my God. to apply these disguises. Yes. Um, and the men told them it was for a music video that they had, um, and they these poor people had no idea that they were disguising members of a gang. So they totally tricked them into the They just game. did it. Yeah. They were like, by the way, we're fucking rappers and we're doing a music video. Oh no. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. So, one of the robbers was said to have looked in the mirror and commented, my own mother wouldn't recognize me now. Look at me now. Look at me now. Oh. Look at me now. I'm getting paper. Look at me now. Stay, doggo. (laughs) Um, And his accomplice replied, "Uh, that's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? (laughs) What? That's not even right grammar. Like. Smart. Yes. Smart is what they were. This is a high intelligence up oration. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So back to the robbery. One of the men were even allowed to enter the store wearing leather gloves as the security thought it was just an eccentric behavior from a super wealthy client. Of course. Okay, let me tell you, I worked at a high-end retailer and them bitches be crazy. Yeah. (laughs) They were the craziest people I've ever helped in my life. Ow. So. <laughs> Ow, the dogs at the table and it was loud. Oh, no. <laughs> the doggos. Um, okay. So, a shop assistant named uh, Petra, poor Petra, oh, was yeah. forced at gunpoint to empty the store's display cabinets. A total of 
43 rings, bracelets, necklaces, and watches were taken. Jeez. Um, one necklace alone had been reported to be worth more than uh, 3.5 million euro, which today equates to about roughly 3.9 US dollars. Million euro. Oh, I was like, yeah. that's not enough. <laughs> that's not even close. That's not as like a bad exchange rate. <laughs> I know it got bad. Million. Million. Million dollars. Damn. Okay. Um, Petra was then held hostage and forced to go outside with the two men as they made their getaway. She later testified that the men told her that they would kill her if she didn't carry their diamonds. So these bitches were saying, carry my diamonds. Get this shit, yeah. They weren't saying, you know, take the diamonds. They were saying, my diamonds. Like, they were... These are my diamonds now. They claimed them. I claim these as mine. (laughs) Okay. So, where was I at? Oh, here we go. That's a good question. <laughs> After outside, the men released Petra, thank God, and then one of them fired a shot into the air to create confusion as they both fled the scene in a blue BMW. A blue. Blue um, The two men then switched to a second vehicle, which was a silver Mercedes, where they fired a second shot at the ground, which I don't understand that. Like, it, why? Yeah, that's so weird. So either they accidentally did it and they're like still the <laughs> stupidest Ow. criminals ever, or they, like, still continue to be the stupidest criminals ever. Like, you're giving away your, like, your next yeah, that transition, right? It doesn't make any sense. So, anyway. <laughs> I um, love it. I love it. They did actually switch to a third vehicle after which their whereabouts were unknown. So, they did get away. Wow. Yeah. So, it turns out that all of the diamonds had been laser-inscribed with the graph logo and the GIA identification number, which is a very common practice for higher-end jewelers and um, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like, mine is, my ring is laser-inscribed with its own number and everything. I saw this on a video, like, an episode of Lucifer, and they were, like, faking them. The diamonds were stolen, so they were, like, etching it off oh, yeah. and re-etching it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, just go. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it, it, um, because the investigators knew exactly what they were looking for and that they figured that the robbers already had a market for them. So, like, somebody was probably like, hey, you got some diamonds? I'll buy them. Great! Yeah, let me get some more. Paisley! Paisley, girl. Sorry, that's the puppy. We apologize, you have to sit through this, too. Uh, (laughs) Stop. You were being so good and laying down for so long. So many cuts. So many cuts. Where am I at? Okay, stop it. So, they, uh, the information was then circulated to all the ports and airports, but the police believed that they had an elaborately prepared escape route and had already left the country. Um, the robbers were actually caught shortly after the police searched one of the getaway cars. Huh. So they would have gotten away, but... That weren't for those stinking kids. Yes. <laughs> Inside, they found a pay-as-you-go phone that was wedged between the seats, and on, on it, they found numbers that helped them discover the identity of the robbers. So in their <laughs> crazy, like, oh my god, we gotta switch to the next car, and we're shooting the ground... The idiots left their pay-as-you-go phone in the car. Yes, I love that. Otherwise, <laughs> they possibly could have gotten completely away with this because the cameras didn't show who they really were. Nice. Right? Nice. Um, That's just A work, guys. Yeah, exactly. A plus work. Exactly. So, um, on August 20th, 2009, Armin uh, Cassie... 
something. Something. Um, and I nailed that one. Yeah, you and did. And <laughs> were found to be the two men that had robbed the store. Charges against the individuals included conspiracy, attempted murder, holding someone hostage, and possessing firearms and using the handgun to resist arrest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Armin, who planned and executed uh, the heist, was found guilty of conspiracy to rob, kidnap, and possessing a firearm. He was sentenced to 23 years in prison. That's it? I mean, I guess that's kind of a lot, actually. I mean, that's, that's, could be, you know, you could get that for, for murdering somebody. True. I've seen you know less I mean? for murdering somebody. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then Craig was sentenced to 21 years. So apparently three other men were found in connection with the robbery as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Salman Bignay. Bignasse. Bignasse. Uh, Clinton Mogg and my favorite Thomas Thomas. Th- I hate when people why do that. Do you do that to your child? Oh, I went to school with a Jacob Jacobs, and it's like, why? Why? I just do don't. Your, did you ever ask him like, do your parents hate you? Yeah, no, no. I wish I did. <laughs> Actually, one of the girls I coached with, her son was Thomas Thomas. I just don't get it. Like, I don't. Why would you do that? Could you imagine if I did that to my child? Gachopolis. Gachopolis. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the favorite child. Not the How many letters is that? Too fucking many. Gachopolis, <laughs> Gachopolis. Gachopolis, Gachopolis. Please come to the principal's office. With a name like that, my child will be in the principal's office constantly. Constantly. He's just going to rebel against you for, like, no reason. He's 100%. like, no, I'm not doing this. A hundred percent. So these, were, these uh, other three men were um, oh each jailed for 16 years after being convicted of conspiracy to rob so it doesn't say how they played a part in it but they obviously did right some some kind of part Um, of it as of march 2011 none of the jewelry has been recovered what again that's what i'm saying if you out stop biting me if you got the people where's the shit seriously like they must have already like like the guy said, they had an elaborate plan for where it was going, and they moved well, that shit fast. Especially because it seems like these guys were caught so fast. I'm surprised. I don't think they were caught as quickly as, like, your guys, but... Still, like, yeah. that was pretty fast. Yeah, for sure. Um, experts believe the jewelry was broken up, and the stones could have been resold after being recut. So, instead of trying to get rid of the laser on inscription, they just cut them down and made new stones wow. out of them or you know different shapes whatever and then that's how they got away with that's super unfortunate it is super unfortunate yeah. because you're wasting like to cut it down to get like even a, a a fraction of the nice diamond you had before you probably have to lose so much carrot weight that, right anyway would it even be worth it at that point i mean well it would because they were fucking free to them well <laughs> so. still i bet like in the quality of the diamond like that's insane probably not but they don't give a shit they're still making their yeah money, that's right? true that's true <laughs> So, Ugh. um, oh, and this is yeah. part where my husband put random notes into my, <laughs> into my thing today. Uh, he said, ooh, they was a goner. Roger, Roger. <laughs> Roger, Roger. <laughs> um, in total, Graf lost more than 10 million U.S. dollars. That actually, the actual retail value of the pieces for insurance purposes was put in as three, $39 million. Oof. Oof, right? So at the end of the day, though, the company or the insurance company was only liable for $28.9 million, And that's what they ended up getting back. Oof. And that's 
My graph case. Your graph case? I had a teacher named Mrs. Graph. Did you? I wonder yeah. if she's related. I don't know. She was pretty sketchy. That bitch. Well, good job. Thank you. It was I nice. I that this week's was a little lighter. That's what I say. It's nice to lie. take a little bit of a break from what we have been going on. Oh, Jesus. Ow. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> Are you ready for some fun, quirky clippings? Let's do it. This is always my favorite part. <laughs> I picked heists off of the all the quirky clippings I found were on this, so... Um, number one, New Zealand has been battling with a rash of avocado crimes. <laughs> what happened? Where did they go? Prices on this delicious fruit had surged due to a two-year shortage of them. <laughs> so people are just, hey, I would pocket an avocado. Yeah, I would. I'm an avocado. As a result, thieves are sneaking into orchards and stealing them in order to sell them on a black market for avocados. Oh my god, there's a whole black market. <laughs> yeah. And then some farmers were even like putting like razor wire around their orchards in order to keep people out. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna say they were putting it around the avocado and I was like, oh, oh. they could just cut it open then, like that. All I can think of is the candy apples in Hall- on Halloween where, like, people were putting razors in them. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> in Georgia, robbers steal $98,000 worth of ramen noodles off a trailer. <laughs> Take a guess. How many... <laughs> how many packets is that? Wait, how yes. many... Yes. How many did... How much money? $98,000. How many packages is that? That's gonna be, like, 98,000 Oh, it it equates to 300,000 packages of ramen. Like, who needs that much ramen? You're going to die after like 200 of them. Like, you're not even going to make it. There's so much sodium in it, it's disgusting. Unless there's like a black market for stolen ramen. Like, it's the avocado and ramen black market. Exactly. (laughs) Um, This is my personal favorite, and it's my last one for the week. Um, Florida man steals or brings a getaway horse to a robbery. <laughs> a getaway horse. <laughs> a man named Rooster brings a getaway horse to the robbery with him. However, Angel, the horse, just like wandered away. <laughs> She's like, I, I never this shit. The two were spotted wandering around the home on surveillance surveillance footage, and when police arrived, Rooster asked the police if they had seen his horse. <laughs> Better yet, he reported the horse broke into the house and he simply followed it there. Oh my god. <laughs> the horse did not actually belong to him and they still don't know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> my horse, sir, have you seen it? Have you seen oh. my horse? He must have been on a good hallucination. I think so. I, you know, that's all I can think. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, those are great. Those are great. Thanks. Good job, Ian. Oh, yes. see, there was. Bean, Bean I, there I knew it was going to come. I mean, at some point it had it to, happening. right? It was happening. Oh. Well, that's this week, guys. Sorry, it was a little bit of a shit show. But God, you know, yeah. It was. It um, was. We continue to ask you guys to please uh, subscribe to us mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Um, we're also on <laughs> Spotify and Stitcher. Yep. Uh, please leave us a rating and a review. Always that's helpful. Appreciated. Um just don't do it we just don't need to know i know we're a shit show and that's just who we are and it's not changing it's not gonna change so if you don't like it don't fucking listen to us fucking just leave us alone really (laughs) is what i need from you Uh, all right well we will be back next week to give you guys some more exciting 
Episodes? Okay. Um, on that note, Oops. Yamas!